temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you can follow me safely. No, not by keeping six foot of distance between you and I when I'm doing weird stuff on Miami Beach, but at Twitter. Just look for the handle at Dan Day Radio. In just a couple minutes, going to get weird with the Joe Rose Show. They are talking to Heat legend Grant Long. Then the Dan Lebitard Show, talking to Heat legend John Sally. Finally, Hawk and Crowder. No, no Heat legend. Just a little something like this. You are chasing mediocrity with Justin Herbert. 6'6", big guy, cute guy. If my daughter met him and she was she was 23, maybe I'd let him in the house. He is not a franchise quarterback. Please don't do that to me. Oh, okay. See where Crowder stands on that in a lot of different areas. Nonetheless, let's get, you guessed it, weird right now with some headlines. Caesars in Las Vegas is predicting the Dolphins winning six games next season. They have Buffalo at nine, the Pats eight and a half, and the Jets six and a half wins. Earl Timberlake has signed a letter of intent to play for Miami. The five-star D.C. area forward averaged 17 and 10 his senior season. Jay Crowder has compared teammate Duncan Robinson to three-point specialist Kyle Korver. Crowder and Korver played together in Utah and Cleveland. The PGA has circled June 11th at the Charles Schwab Challenge as its return date to play. Inter-Miami's Rudolfo Pizarro is relying on home workouts to stay in shape. Some of the activities include jumping lunges, band training, and swimming. And right now, you know what time it is. It is time to step into the day spa. Ah, never gets old. Coronavirus expert Dr. Anthony Fauci says dating app hookups are okay during this pandemic, but like all hookups, there is a level of risk, so it is up to the individual. I guess in these times, love and lust remain the same. How bad do you need it? An Australian man has broken the record for most push-ups in an hour, completing around 2,800. If he has that record, I have to be close for the most 12-ounce arm curls in a day. During the coronavirus lockdown, Maryland police are reminding residents to wear clothes when they check the mail. Pandemic or not, I need to be reminded of that on a daily basis. The mafia in Italy has begun handing out parcels of food to citizens who are in need. Yep, you won't hear me say anything bad about the mob. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures around 80. Now on to the Joe Rose Show. There might not be any basketball going on, 
but Joe Rose and the guys still bring in the heat. Literally. This morning, they had heat legend Grant Long on. What were they talking about? Michael Jordan. Was he really that good? Also, who Grant Long believes was the biggest NBA trash talker of all time. He also will probably surprise you with who he considers the GOAT. And can the NBA season please, please, please be salvaged? I like to call him a heat legend. Grant Long going to join us right now. I know he's doing stuff for the Detroit Pistons on the sideline, but he's he's known for being a heat legend down here. One of the heat guys from the past. We love having him on the show. Grant, original, Original. Original. Yeah. Right, right, right. Second round pick in 1988. 33rd overall pick. Grant Long joins us right now. Grant, good morning. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing great considering all of the things that's going on around uh, pretty much for everybody. So I think we're all in the same boat this time, but uh, I'm doing good considering. Glad you said that because last thing anybody wants to hear is active or former players complaining about their life right now so thank you brother that was uh, <laughs> that, that was a, that was a really good start right there hey uh gotta ask you the mj the last dance documentary one of the first guys we thought of as well who do we know that lived during that time and was playing and got to hear it and see it up close and uh, we were thinking about you i always wonder the michael jordan is are you looking forward to the documentary coming out yourself i, I am i really am and uh you know we're was that they had to, they moved it up because everybody's going to be pretty much in this lockdown situation so it's going to be great entertainment we thought perhaps everything about that chicago bulls team but apparently we don't so this is going to be pretty much a nugget to find out so many years later what really went on behind closed yeah. doors i mean i heard some of the stories but we get a chance to actually see it now and on the, on the other side of that is the stories that the former players the guys that played with him the stories that we told other people because the, the question that i often often get asked is, was he really that good? You played against him. Was he really that good? Because people don't believe it. They thought it was somehow different because they watched it on television. And I used to tell them, yes, he was really that good. So now all of the stories that we used to tell, people get a chance to see it. Yeah, I always wonder, can, can I ask you this too? Did he talk a lot of trash out there? Did he do a lot of talking when he put up the big numbers on everybody? There were certain guys that he talked to. and He, he wasn't a guy that was like a Reggie Miller that, you know, talk to everybody where everybody could see it. And like Larry Bird was a guy who talked, but he talked in closed quarters. He wasn't talking to, he was only talking to the guy that was guarding him. And you could only hear it if you were guarding. Hey, I'm going to give you this shot. Larry Bird would tell you, hey, if you keep touching me, I'm going to make the next shot. You're going to get a foul called on you and your coach is going to take you out of the game. What do you, what do you want to do? Pick your poison. I mean, literally he would say stuff like that. So stop holding me. Stop pushing. Michael Jordan, I'll give you a quick story. We were playing in Miami, probably under double figures at halftime. And at this time, we all both teams would go out at halftime through the same tunnel. So Willie Burton was guarding him that first half. And Willie's out in front, and he's bragging going into the locker room. I held him, I held him to nine points. I held him to eight points. Man, I'm the best defense. I mean, just going on and on about how much oh. good defense he was playing on Michael Jordan. Little did he know Michael Jordan was like three feet behind him listening to all of them. So we come out at halftime, and he calls Steve Smith and myself to half court and he says, I was going to take it easy on you guys. I played some golf earlier today. I didn't really feel like playing. <laughs> I heard what Willie was saying going into the halftime break. Now watch what happens. I think he ended up scoring 36 in the second half. And they, obviously they win the game, but he just completely went off. He even forewarned us, yet there was still nothing we could do about it. No, that's that, crazy. That is funny. That is, and you know what, Grant, the funny thing is I just saw something uh, that somebody posted from a podcast the last two months with Kevin Garnett and J.R. Ryder, where uh, J.R. Ryder, I guess, in the first half of the game, held him to like 10 points 
points or held him to 11 points and he was talking trash almost the exact same story going into halftime and I think at one point Jordan in the third quarter pointed at the bench when JR and Kevin Garnett were out there and was like <laughs> you both better shut up it's only going to get worse like it like he said all this stuff. I mean like and, and so hearing your story I totally see it at this point so if Michael wasn't the biggest trash talker who was the biggest trash talker in your career that you had you played against or whatever on any team you know I really wouldn't really consider it trash he was just a talker. That was Larry Bird. The entire time that we're playing about how good he was and what he was going to do, you know, you, you can't do anything about it. He was, he was, it wasn't like he was mad at you or he was just basically narrating how he was going to play while he was doing it. That's the best trash talking you're ever going to talk, you're ever going to hear because he would tell you, when I catch the ball, I'm going to pump bait and you're going to go for it and then I'm going to make the shot. And he would say stuff like that. He would say, I'm curling, I'm going to catch the ball at the free throw line and take the shot. He would tell you what he was going to do and was still nothing you could do about it. He hey, would give um, the play away, guys. You don't understand? He would give the play away. He would tell you, uh, Mikhail's getting ready to come pick for me. Hey, uh, the, the other thing is, I saw MJ just recently said, hey, some people aren't going to like the way I talk to my teammates in this thing. Like, he's already worried. He says it's going to turn a lot of people off. Uh, things was he tough uh, openly on teammates if if they didn't do things or switch or getting the ball when he wanted was that an issue no and i think players of his caliber really really understood who was watching publicly and they would never do stuff like that isaiah thomas was the same way great player in the nba legend in the nba but michael was one of those guys that if you if you got it wrong it was just a look it was, it was almost like a look that your parent would give you if you were in a supermarket and you started acting up he didn't parents didn't have to really say anything it was just that look that said you better stop doing what you're doing and michael had that same look if you screwed it up he would just give you a look or when you got to the bench he would kind of give you a give you a mouth give you an earful but it was never out in front of people where he would berate his teammates because he understood that that wouldn't go off well if everybody else saw that but he was very hard on his teammates grant i'm old school because i'm old but i I think michael jordan's the greatest player of all time so i've been watching the last few days i see isaiah thomas and bill lambeer two guys that you know from being up there have both said clearly lebron james is the greatest player of all time size and all the things he could do and i was like i don't know if there's still bad blood with those guys and michael who's the greatest player for you of all time Uh, you know what i've heard this that argument plenty of times and sometimes and kobe gets lost in this no he's never in comparison he's just he's just just as good as both of those guys but i'm gonna i'm gonna set the record straight right now when you talk about comparisons like that you have to clarify whether you're talking about nba college or complete body of work so i'll ask you which one are you talking about oh i'm talking about the guy in the nba just the things he could do taking games over scoring when he had no, to so take so them. so so only nba when you talk about right. who's the greatest you only, only gotta consider who not the not the complete body of basketball no, work. no just nba just nba i'm still going with kareem abdul jabbar Ooh. Like it. I'm well, still going, going the whole thing. Up. I grew up out in the West Coast with Lou Alcindor, who with Kareem, I think is the greatest college player I've ever seen, too. So if you're doing that, I, I get it. But but so you don't you think the center over both those guys, huh? Michael Jordan is like the it's like the home run in baseball. It's sexy. Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, they have the ball in their hands. They're doing some magnificent things. It looks better. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, somebody had to facilitate, get him the basketball in order for him to operate, do what he had to do. So it doesn't look as great. It doesn't look as 
as challenging because he didn't have to go through anybody. But when you talk about the stats, he's a winner. He's, he's an MVP. He's won at every single level. There's no disputing that. There's no disputing what he's been able to accomplish in, this, in the league, in college, and in high school. And for that reason, I say he's the GOAT. He's the best of all times because you're never going to match what he does. People will say, well, LeBron didn't go to college. Well, it's not my fault LeBron didn't go to college. If you're going to say who's the greatest, you got to put their body of work in there. And Kareem's body of work, to me, will never be matched. Fair enough. I mean, right. uh, you, you got a great you got a great point there. Hey, I want to ask you about uh, today's NBA. We've been talking about this this morning. It looks like LA is shutting down sports. We're expecting New York to shut down sports potentially for the rest of the year. Uh, when the NBA owners get together with the Players Association and say, "Guys, we got to go to Vegas. We got to isolate. We got to test a lot, and no fans." Do they say yes or say no on getting this thing started sometime this year? What do you think the NBA will say? I think as eager as the guys are and ready to play, I think they have to say no. I think they have to say no, guys, and here's the reason why. Sports is what we can control once we get out on the floor. We can control whether it's fair or not. And if you want to make it fair, you can't do it. you, you got to basically sacrifice the season. And there's already been a precedent. I know people are thinking, well, you got to have a champion for the year 2000, 2020, rather. Well, baseball has already shown that you don't have to have a champion. During that strike year that they had, I think it was 94 or somewhere there, they, they didn't have a champ. They didn't have a World Series champion. So you just have to put this one no championship this year because it wouldn't be fair to the other guys. You think about this, a guy of Kevin Durant's caliber. If you move this game up in another month or two months, he's ready to play now. Whereas before, if it hadn't started before, he wouldn't even be a factor. Now you've got one of the greatest players to play the game ready to suit up and play. That's going to be a, a, a disadvantage to somebody else, and that wouldn't be fair because he wouldn't be able to play at another time. Wow. Yeah, it's a hell of an argument because if, if Brooklyn is the 8 or the 7 seed in the playoffs and all of a sudden they get Kevin Durant back, they're obviously not the 8 exactly. or the 7 seed in the playoffs. No, I, I can understand that. Uh, and, and I'm just wondering how many guys, and you make great points, but how many guys are going to also think of the money factor and think, yeah. I'm not getting any more checks. I'm uh, in trouble. I want to come back and play just because I need a couple more checks before next season starts. And yeah, I know there's a lot of money being made in the NBA. Some guys making 30, 40, 50 million, whatever it is. But the guys that are making the minimum or the rookies in there that are just getting their, their first couple checks, I think some of them are going to want to come play. But if they go on a full vote, I do think you might be right where a lot of guys are like, nah, we're not going to come back this season. It just stinks for a guy like LeBron. They have probably their best chance to win a championship this year with that Lakers right, team and they're right. very close to it and he's just going to have to give it up. Man, he's going to be one of he's going to be one of those crazy. guys that doesn't want to give it back. Those guys going to want to come back, man. <laughs> they are all going to want to come back for championships and money. Yeah, I think you both wrong. You're going to want to play even in an no, empty no arena in way. Vegas. No? Way. And and here and here's a big another reason why. The you mentioned LeBron James whose window was closing obviously. A lot of players windows might be closing. Vince Carter obviously 49, 50, 60 years old, whatever. He's probably going to play. That's, this was probably his last season. Honestly, guys, I feel for the high school and college seniors who didn't have a senior night, yeah, who did, who had true. a chance to maybe play for a championship and they didn't get a chance. And this, this is just gone for them. They won't be able to come back and be a senior next year. You know, the sophomores and juniors, yeah, they, they probably don't care. But there was a high school senior somewhere who had a great chance of winning, who had it wiped or swiped away from them or, or him or her in their sport. So, you know, those those are the players or the, the athletes that I that are this time. The pro, the pro guys, they'll be fine. The high school guys and, and girls, this is a really bad thing for them. I feel for them. Yeah, I guess the only other thing I'd say on this whole debate back and forth would be NBA got a big TNT and ESPN TV contract with a lot of money left on the table. That's pretty good, too. To, pretty good uh, motivation to get you back or no? You don't think that comes into play, too? 
I think it is some motivation. Believe me, I'm with you. I'm sure Adam Silver is probably chomping at the bit saying, boy, what do we do? What do we do? They're waiting on the CDC to come back and give them some more information that perhaps maybe they'd be able to pull it off and uh, he's going to move forward with it. But there's just not enough right now. Even if you say, you know, you're not going to have any fans or just televise it. It was a cameraman here in Detroit who just came out of the hospital because he had contact with somebody from the Utah Jazz that night. And he just got out of the hospital like three days ago. So you're thinking about even though there won't be fans, there are going to be camera people there. I don't know if there are going to be reporters there, but there will be camera people there. And who knows what could happen. So the risk is too high considering we don't know everything we need to know about this strain that's going around. Grant, it's great having you, man. Really appreciate you spending some time with us talking about the old heat and the Michael Jordan stuff. And always great. And we always appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me, Joe. Joe. I can remember using Grant Long in video games to score point after point after point after point. Love him even more now after hearing that. Cannot hear enough Michael Jordan stories, and I think we're going to hear a lot of them over the next couple of weeks with the upcoming documentary. Not to be outdone, though, the Dan Levitard Show. They also are going to bring the heat. Did Madonna have a wild party at some crazy mini mansion when we were in Miami? Yes, of course she did. Was it all you could imagine it wanted to be? Yes, it was. Was John Sally getting freaky in a hot tub? Yes, of course he was. What can you tell me about that night, Sally? Get the skinny on that in five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day and you are. Whoa, I didn't expect you to say that. Quarantine times. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Happy birthday to Martin Lawrence 55 today. Of course, bad boys back out. Yes, indeed. The third edition of Bad Boys, Bad Boys for Life, filmed all over Miami. Why not watch it? Some quarantine watching. They even filmed some of it in my neighborhood up in North Beach, right kind of around where the radio station is located in Little River, just, of course, closer to the beach. Ooh, Martin Lawrence, one of the original Bad Boys? Oh, I don't know about that, but the Dan Levitard Show... They're definitely catching up with one of the original bad boys, John Spider Sally, talking about playing for the weird heat. Also, Coach Lockery hating him, playing with Michael Jordan and playing with the bad boys, loving the hate, and he's going to get into that wild, freaky-deaky Madonna party that he attended. Thank you, uh, John, as always, for making time for us. What would you say is the most interesting team you played on? Because very few people have played on teams as interesting as the ones you played on. First thing I got to say, Dan, thanks for having me on today. Yesterday, I overslept by five minutes, and I know you're a man. I've been up late, so I appreciate that. And two, uh, to answer your question, I would say the weirdest team I played on was the Miami Heat because I got down there finally in a place I wanted to play. It was hot. It was sexy. But I I had a coach that didn't like me. I had Goldberg. Remember Goldberg? I don't know if he's still around. He would kill me on the radio. I was just getting married. I had a stress fracture. I had, uh, you know, uh, it was just so much going on. But I loved it, man. I mean, Glenn Rice, my man, uh, Brian Shaw, Willie Burton. 
Matt Geiger. I would just I would say the weirdest. But the Sally, you really thing, Sally Sally, you really went off the board there. I am really? stunned. You played for the Bad Boy Pistons. You played with the Michael Jordan Bulls. You played with Shaq and Kobe. You took that cruddy Miami Heat team. Who was the coach <laughs> you weren't getting along with? Was it Lockery? Kevin Lockery. Was... Kevin Lockery. But let me what? tell you why. Because it was it was such a trend. Position in Detroit, you know, we had the great Chuck Daly, Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambert, Joe Dumas, you know, Rick Mahorn. And then when you go to Chicago, you know, you're playing with your majesty. Phil Jackson coaching, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman again, the world with you. It, it was, I'm just going to say the weirdest team. I'm, I'm just, it was just so crazy. I, I, I got to take that back, though. The weirdest team was the Toronto Raptors. We would put on the, what? I felt like I was in, get like off, I was put on the Sally, boat. Sally, 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 knock it off, Sally, knock it off. What are you doing? Are you, do, are you doing mean, a bit? I mean, Sal, when, when Dan asked you that, he never in his wildest dreams thought you would take it to a place where you would blurt out Hank Goldberg's name. I mean, what are you doing? Hey man, what are you, what you it's so traumatic. It was, it was the only traumatic time I've had in play basketball because Goldberg was driving. I said, can I find this guy? Well, like, I don't even listen to the radio, but people say, yo, oh, boy, it's killing you. I was like, Hank what? Goldberg, yes, Hank Goldberg spent the entire season killing you. Again, you played with Michael Jordan's Bulls. You played with Shaq and Kobe. You played on the Bad Boy Pistons. Why do you care that Hank Goldberg was killing you on the radio? The hammer. What, because, what, like, let me tell you. You know, let me tell you why. You go for winning two championships and walking around, like, you know, on, on cloud nine, and you get to Miami where you're like, ah. Uh, paradise, and you walk in a restaurant, and people are not even trying to wait on you. Go, what's the deal? Goldberg says, "Go, I'm like, this dude has this town locked down." Hold on a second. Why did Kevin Lockery hate you? It's because you were out till four a.m. in Miami every night with Brian Sean. No, I, I had just got, I just got, I had engaged, had my wife done. I changed, I was changing my life. It just for some reason the dude didn't like me. I guess I returned the favor, but I, I was just going to say because we're talking about it in the last dance is this Sunday, and everybody's asking me about playing with MJ, and I will tell you. Playing with MJ was a, a ride. It, it was the best ride I had in the NBA. I, the, the toughest ride and the most memorable is when I, yeah, I'm a Piston, going from losing to losing to winning to winning. But when I got to Chicago, it was like we had the MGM plane. I don't know if you know what it was, but it was the one where it had the bar in the middle and you could walk around at TVs everywhere. My fruit was organic. It, it was something Luke Longley would make us watch Australian rules, rugby. And I, I was like, this is the easy. And we would go into arenas knowing you're going to win. That was, that was the other part. I, I, had, I hadn't been like that since hanging out with my boys 15 deep when you know you were going to beat up anybody in the way. It was a trip. So I was just rolling along with it. I wanted to document everything with camera, but Phil wouldn't let me. It was like being with royalty. I would always say when you said the weirdest thing, it would be the hard part, the flying commercial in Miami. What do you mean we got practice? What do you mean we got to be in early for practice? You know, that kind of thing. So I just threw that up there. I knew I was going to talk about MJ Dan, but I don't get to be on your show anymore like I used to. John Sally with us on ESPN Radio. We'll take you again tomorrow if you want to be on the show again tomorrow because I've got a bunch of different stories and the one that I wanted, a bunch of different questions as well. I wanted to ask you uh, when you're sitting there in the locker room with Michael Jordan, how much did he share with you how much he hated Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas? Oh, well, that's the trip. The, the trip about about Michael 
is he would, you know, ask you things like, yeah, I have it like this in Detroit. Like, you know, those are the little things. He, nah, we have it like this, MJ. Yeah, yeah, y'all made me tougher, though. You know, he knew. He wanted to say it so many ways. He knew getting through us literally changed him. Look, he started lifting weight. He started being more determined, which is a hard thing to even imagine. But he said it's like, you know, steel, sharpened steel. So he understood. But we had Dennis Rodman on the other side of the locker room and James Edwards. So he knew we were hardworking guys. I'm telling you, he did not let it go, brother. He seriously stuck in his mind that we were pissing in bull uniform, and we admitted to it. Sal, what was more fun or, I guess, gratifying? Was it winning with Michael Jordan or beating Michael Jordan? <laughs> I hate you, God. Uh, I'm going to say, because I had been with MJ since 1982-83, and then when I was doing my first late-night talk show in 1988, he came in and was a guest on my on my show. And when we would beat him, he would be like, you know what? We ain't friends no more, man. You wanted them. You wanted them. I said, I've always been one of them. When the lights come on, I wanted them. When the lights go off, I'm back to being a civilian. I'm not a gremlin anymore. But it was more like being a gremlin. That's an old reference. Wow. It was, so, it wait, was, so wait, John, you liked so being hated? Hank. Wait a minute. You liked being hated more than you liked being loved? Hey, man, you saw the Bronx tell. You know what? What's more important, to be loved or to be feared? To be feared. <laughs> I loved walking in and hearing the booze and people literally getting into it. When we go into Boston, it would be, it wouldn't even be racism. It would be hate, and we loved it. I love, love, love that film. Look, you don't really get people to tell you exactly who they are, but when they play in sports and they don't like you, they say some things that you might want to write down. So I I love that feeling of being considered the bad boy. That 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 right there. You know, crying and laughing are the same sound. Trust me. Some people it's the same thing. But when people literally get in there and they hate you, they really fear you. They fear you. And I like when we walked in that we seemed like we had them on edge. We had them thinking about anything other than basketball. Then we would get in the game and play basketball. Tough, but play basketball. So I, I kind of love to this day, man, we have like a group chat on some of the bad boys. The only group chat I'm on, bro. Only only, only teammates right. I really He's, talk to. Right. I talked to He's Brian still, Shaw the other day. He's still a piston. I want, I've want. i got a Brian Shaw <laughs> question for you because for a while there he was dating Madonna and J.E. Skeet says his favorite part from the Beastie Boys book is, did I'm going to quote here directly, did Madonna have a wild party at some crazy mini mansion when we were in Miami? Yes, of course she did. Was it all you could imagine it wanted to be? Yes, it was. Was John Sally getting freaky in a hot tub? Yes, of course he was. What can you tell me about that? That night, Sally. You did not read that from a book. Anyway. The Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys book. It's the fate. That was not a denial, Sally. That was not a denial. What can you tell me about that night? I just going to say you did not read that in a book. I'm going to say I was not in a jacuzzi. I'm going to say at one of Madonna's parties, I sat and talked to Rosie O'Donnell the entire time because I was a huge fan. I did see a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race before it became um, a thing. I am very observant. And, uh, yeah. And that, my man, is I'm Oliver North, another throwback. 
I, I have never, it. I have never heard Sally speechless, uh, Stugatz. Like I, this is a guy who had a talk show in the late '80s. This is a guy who, who, who everyone loved talking to. That story is absolutely true. John Sally, we'll talk. We'll, it is absolutely true. We will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, Sally. Well, we got Rodman questions. I'll call you back. All right, All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And whoever he's with, who doesn't want to hear that story, make sure they're not there tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> make sure that person isn't there tomorrow, so we can interview more honestly. Then we'll get. The rest of the story, John, Spider, Sally, truly a bad boy, on and off the court, not just here in Miami. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about when I talk about afternoons here on 560 The Joe? These two guys. You are chasing mediocrity with Justin Herbert. 6'6", six, six, big guy, cute guy. If my daughter met him and she was, she was 23, maybe I'd let him in the house. He is not a franchise quarterback. Please don't do that to me. Strong, strange takes next from Hawk and Crowder on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hi, how you doing? I'm a Dan Day. I'm not going to give you any coronavirus. We're going to keep that good social distancing going while still having a good time. Give me a follow. Once again, very safe. On Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Want to wish a birthday to the man you're hearing in the background, Chance the Rapper, 27 years old today. Also, some great sports birthdays. Some people would say the greatest of all time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all-time leading scorer in the NBA, 73 today. Some would say the greatest football coach, maybe the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, 68. Great baseball manager and player for that matter. He won a bunch of championships over the past decade. Bruce Bochy, 65. And got to give a shout out to a Miami guy and also a New Orleans guy because he did some damage with the Saints. Jonathan Vilma. Happy birthday, Jonathan Vilma. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of playing football, Channing Crowder played football here in Miami for the Dolphins. Mark Hawkman did not. Definitely did not play football, but he went to plenty of football games, and he has been covering sports in South Florida for many, many a fortnight. So let's check in with Hawk and Crowder. What are they talking about? Well, they're giving us some draft party insight. There's going to be plenty of Funky Buddha. Oh, yeah. Funky Buddha got the salsa water. They've got the beers, maple bacon coffee porter. Mm, Get you some Funky Buddha tonight. Got nothing better to do than the quarantine. It'll make the quarantine that much nicer. Also, talking about the Dolphins' due diligence draft. And then Alejandro Solana brings us the headlines. Oh, finally, Friday. One day off. Mm, missed it again. <laughs> One day off, bro. Tomorrow you're going to hit him in the head. All right. Tried it every day this week. I thought maybe positive thinking it would be Friday. It is uh, Thursday, which means exactly one week from tonight is the NFL draft. So exactly one week from tonight, the draft, uh, you can hang out with everyone here at the ticket and 560 The Joe as well. Our air staffs, we're having a virtual watch party. So it'll be a week from tonight. And I guess it'll start around 7 
8.30. And you could log in at theticketmiami.com. Everyone's invited. It's brought by Funky Buddha Hard Seltzer, which makes me happy. And Atlantic Coast Public Adjusters. So we'll uh, we'll all watch the draft together. I, I'm declaring publicly, don't tune in to this draft watch party to get insight from me. Now, maybe Crowder will give you insight. Joe Rose or Lear Tobin will give you insight. None from me. I am watching the draft with you. No insight. I'll give you a little something. You know, I'm a Radio.com insider. I did a Ross. <laughs> yes, you are. I did Ross Tucker and, and Nick Costas. I did the, uh, the what was it called? Oh, that's bad. I can't even reference him. But uh, I, yeah, I did, did the draft. You did the draft countdown show last night. Yeah, the countdown show with him. And yeah, so I did a little research. I got y'all about 20 deep. When we get to that late first round, I'm going to get very quiet. All right. I'm going to be drinking my Funky Buddha hard seltzer, mm. and you give us the draft insight everyone's looking for. So that's well, uh, and <laughs> along those same lines, by the time we get to 2025, I'm going to be about seven or eight hard seltzers in. So it might so the get, insight. It might get very interesting. Either I'm going to go uh, to sleep, I'm going to go to sleep staring at the camera, or I'm going to be off the chain. Something's going to happen. Watch, watch, have the draft party with us. You're going to laugh when I get to when I get about seven or eight in. Does it? Uh, people fall asleep by age right joe rose will nod off and then i'll doze off next <laughs> salon is <laughs> wide open <laughs> right the older the uh the older the host the, the more early they're nodding off during the the watch party tweet storm going chris greer was talking a couple of the tweets that joe shad tweeted out chris greer says dolphins have studied injury prediction heavily so i didn't know there was injury prediction but i guess there are i mean there's uh i guess predictive elements for anything as long as there's enough data and so you yeah. can look at the um recidivism rate <laughs> normally used for <laughs> prisoners but i'll use it for uh for hip injury so uh he says that uh Dolphins have studied injury prediction heavily. Chris Greer says the Miami Dolphins' final board is not set. Joe says, I asked specifically if the QB rankings are set. Uh, Chris Greer notes at the end of the day, it's what's on film that's most important. Uh, Chris Greer says he and Brian Flores and Stephen Ross will communicate via their computers. They will do a run-through before the draft. (laughs) That seems like it could be problematic. It could go downhill fast. The thing that you just said that made me perk up, Hawk, was they said they are going to evaluate film. If you evaluate film, Tua Tagovailoa is better than Justin Herbert. Nobody can argue that. You take the injury out of it. If you're looking at the film over the last two, three years, Tua got Herbert, hands down, hands down. This is what, uh, did you see what Dan Orlovsky said on uh, Dan Patrick's show today? Dan Orlovsky said on Dan Patrick's show, quote, If a team decides to draft Justin Herbert, that means they're so scared Tua is going to be hurt. They are willing to chase mediocrity instead of greatness. You're right on that. If if they're only looking at game film and injury doesn't come into play, there's not even a competition, in my mind. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's going to be part of it. They're going to be studying... results on injuries they're going to be studying game film see what uh what else joe shad had to tweet here chris greer says he has an idea of who they like but the process isn't over teams are calling every team calls every team and looking and try to get information but i'm with orlovsky i went back and uh, the rose bowl was on wisconsin versus oregon it looked good because oregon won and herbert had three touchdowns they were all rushing touchdowns 
This man is not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to give you three rushing touchdowns in the league. He was terrible through the air, terrible through the air, you know, 60% or something, one interception, zero touchdowns. He just, he, the interception was bad in the Rose Bowl, Utah game. The only ranked teams they play were Utah and Auburn. You go back and look at those games and he folded in the fourth quarter. Bro, I've been saying this for weeks. Justin Herbert, I'm with Darren Olofsky. You are chasing mediocrity with Justin Herbert. 6'6", big guy, cute guy. If my daughter met him and she was, she was 23, maybe I'd let him in the house. He is not a franchise quarterback. Please don't do that to me. Be careful. You might be speaking about the Dolphins traffic just one week from tonight. Don't do that to me, Chris Greer. More from Chris Greer's press conference today. These are Joe Shad tweets. Chris Greer says Ryan Fitzpatrick did a lot for the locker room, but Josh Rosen has progressed too. Dolphins are at five, but feel really good about eight or nine players. Chris Greer to fans we've spent a lot of time going through this we've spent a lot of time with the players i would hope they have trust in us specifically on the qb joe shad points out chris greer says his wife kids and the pest control guy at his house have all asked who the dolphins are selecting (laughs) yeah i would imagine he's getting that question a lot chris greer says the next two drafts are really important if we do the job we can build a strong team here and win for a long time if we hit it right uh yes chris Chris greer yeah go ahead chris i was gonna say and chris if you don't hit it right it's not we anymore it's them because you're gonna (laughs) get your days are done you got these couple drafts to figure this out Yes, Chris Greer says talent can overcome injury history in an evaluation. Sometimes the guys you think won't get hurt do, and vice versa. It's all factored in, which, by the way, is very, very true. You can try to predict injury all you want, and the Dolphins have been down this road. They tried to predict injury, future injury, with Drew Brees and Dante Culpepper. They got it 100% wrong. Right? They tried. They got it 100% wrong. Free agency, they did it. And I always bring up Frank Gore, who went in the third round. And all 32 teams passed on this man twice, and he's a Hall of Famer. Injured in college, and Drew Brees injured in the league. You can try to guess. All these are guesses. Look at the man's film. Yeah. Look at the talent. Look at what he could do on the field. Let's get to headlines first, though, with Alejandro Solana. Gentlemen, we are seven days away from the NFL draft. (laughs) I like that. That was an attention grabber. I'll be doing a countdown until next Thursday. Stay tuned. Oh, excellent. So what's uh, like the three o'clock hour? Is it still seven days or do we get into more of the minutiae? That requires too much math. I'll be doing it at the top of every show (laughs) in the local hour. A countdown. So tomorrow, that's it. Spoiler alert. Six days away. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Guys, uh, according to Caesar Sportsbook, the Miami Dolphins are the favorite to draft Tua Tungo-Vailoa at minus 120. All right. I hope that's the case. Love it. The NBA's Board of Governors reportedly feels optimistic that the 2019-2020 season can be salvaged and eventually finished. All right. We talked with George Sedano yesterday. I mean, the the notion of uh, finishing the season without fans and whatnot, I'm all for it. Hey, give me as much as much normalcy as you can. You know, there's a lot of talk. There were protests yesterday. I saw in a couple of states, people want governors to reopen states and whatnot. Um, I would just say this. If you don't understand 
why people are getting antsy, then you're not experiencing what all of us are experiencing. Like people are going to start to get antsy now. I'm getting antsy and uh, and business owners, business employees, everyone's getting antsy. So I get it. So, you know, when you hear people talk about, come on, they got to reopen the economy. I understand there's a health component here that to me supersedes any of this, but I understand people getting antsy. But I, uh, I really am a big proponent of if you can figure out a way to do business safely, we should try to do that. And if that means playing the rest of the basketball season or the playoffs without fans in the stands and still have some semblance of something, me, I'm for it. Like I'm, I'm not, uh, I hear plenty of people going, no, 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 you just got to shut, shut everything down for uh, no, like, let's let's try to figure out solutions here without putting people at risk, by the way. You said it perfectly. I'm 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 right yeah. there with you, Hog. Let, let's do it. I would love a Tucker Dukes burger every damn day. But sometimes I got to make a old Crowder burger because of what's <laughs> going on. You know what I'm saying? You got to deal with what you have and we're going to deal with what we have, whatever they can do to give me LeBron playing Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Paul and Paul George. I am in. I don't give a damn if nobody's watching. Jalen Green, a projected top five pick in the 20. 2021 NBA draft is set to become the first elite prospect to commit to the G League's professional pathway program. Yeah, that's going to happen more and more often now. So he's going to skip college. He'll go to the G League. They can make six figures now in the G League. And, uh, and then he'll be an NBA star before you know it. Jay Glazier, he's being criticized heavily, guys. He promoted big, big news. So not just big news, but big, big news uh, on, his, uh, on the Fox Football Now show, a 24-hour tease that ended up being just a story about Rams center Brian Allen testing positive for coronavirus. Yeah, I didn't know that he was getting criticized for it, and, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I was one of these guys that saw him tease I will have big, big news regarding the NFL. And and so I'm thinking, wow, Deshaun Watson's going to be traded. Like, I, my mind was racing. And then I saw the tweet last night, or my kid actually came into the room, and he goes, hey, look, so-and-so has coronavirus. I didn't even know what the guy's name was. And then so then I kind of went online. I'm like, is this the big news Jay Glazer was tweeting? And, and that was it. I thought that was uh, kind of a... Uh, I don't know, kind of a weird move. Why are people so puzzled that bigger and more athletic humans get coronavirus than a normal person? Like, why is it a big deal when an athlete gets it? Also, it has to do, I think, like when Tom Hanks gets it, it's a big deal. I mean, he's known worldwide. If it was, you know, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, it may be a bigger story. Like, I, I just didn't understand it. And I don't understand why he sat on it for 24 hours either. Like, I, 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 I was confused by the whole thing. <laughs> you got to slow cook. You got to slow cook the good stuff. <laughs> slow played the Rams center. <laughs> you can't like, fry, I didn't even understand You can't fry it. that up, man. You got you to roast that. You got to give it good seven He had to put hours. that in the uh, in the breaking news crockpot. That's <laughs> not you, that's not a that's not a microwave uh, meal right there. That's the crockpot. Ram Center. <laughs> I forgot his name already, and y'all just said it. Always cooking it up with Hawk and Crowder weekdays from three to six right here on five sixty the Joe. It is probably one of the few sports shows you'll listen to where not only you get sports information, but you also get hungrier and hungrier. As you listen, just now listening to them, I haven't eaten anything all day. I'm kind of weird like that. I only eat one meal a day. Man, now I'm absolutely starving. As you can tell, I'm kind of an eccentric character. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. So I figured why not give you one of my crazy quarantine stories. Try to get my exercise. 
I'm a skinny guy, but I'm trying to stay that way. So I'll do some push-ups. I'll do some sit-ups. Then I go for a nice long walk. And I live up in North Beach in Miami, so I'll walk on the boardwalk. And there's other people walking on the boardwalk, including lovely ladies. So one lovely lady passed me by, and I said, you know, she's so lovely, she deserves a second look. So I looked back, and she kind of caught me looking back and rolled her eyes. So I quickly turned my head forward, and then a not-as-lovely lady... In fact, a lot older and less attractive walked by and said, I won't roll my eyes if you look back at me. Mm -hmm. Passed on that offer right there. Just wasn't ready to make the old person commitment. Always getting into some craziness in my life. Quarantine or no quarantine, but always staying safe. Trying to always stay safe. Don't know who the safe pick is in this upcoming NFL draft. That's only, as we've said plenty of times, a week away. We're leaving that up to Chris Greer. Here's what he had to say about Tua and Herbert. They're both uh, interesting uh, kids. Uh, we have to know both from through this process. Uh, really good people, good players. They both won. Um, you know, for us, uh, going through the process, uh, going through the process just like with every player we've done. So. Um, obviously, being a quarterback, and you know, that's why everyone wants to know. But we spent a lot of time with a lot of the uh, top players, and uh, no different with them. But uh, um, they're both uh, very talented players. Both won a lot of games, and are both uh, intelligent players. So he said absolutely nothing. We don't know what's going to happen, or who the Dolphins are going to take, or really if Thursday will be draft day. With this world upside down, nothing is certain, except for Ray Lewis. He is a legend here in Miami. And also nowadays, we need to remember to be as safe, cost-efficient, and good as we can, but not to forget the ones less fortunate than us. Ray Lewis talking about a Canes charity. Hi, I'm Ray Lewis. Listen here, I accept the all-in challenge. I am all-in. Whatever we got to do, we got to get this done. We got to help the people around the country. Why? My why is simple. Me and my mom, we never had nothing, man. We was broke. We was on the streets, life was hard as heck, and I just could not figure it out. Now we're talking about raising money for the millions of people to really help them out. Listen, this is what God was talking about. Love thy neighbors thyself. This is what he's talking about. Giving to the poor is like giving to God himself. As a country, we always supposed to be going out in this direction. So praise be to his name that we're moving this, in, in this direction. Everybody, listen, this is what I'm willing to present. And this is what I want to give to someone. I want to give you a chance to come to the Miami and Florida State game. One of the most historic rivalries in all of college football. Friday, November 7th. That weekend, Friday through Sunday, right? I'm going to get you a, a suite at the Fountain Blue. You're going to be there for two nights. We're gonna have, I'm going to give you dinner at one, Prime 112, right? You can bring three friends. Saturday game day, I'm going to bring you on the field. You're going to be able to meet all these legends, the current players, the coaches, everything. You're going to be able to run out of the tunnel, <laughs> come, come out of the smoke, one of the most iconic memories of all time. And you're going to get a turnover chain, the original turnover chain. Listen, I'm calling out anybody and everybody who's went to the University of Miami. I'm talking about all the way back, Gloria Estefan. I'm calling out The Rock. I'm calling out my good friend, Michael Phelps. I'm calling out my good brother, Jamie Foxx. I'm calling us all out. We got to do this together. But remember, we can't go backwards. 
There's no such thing as going backwards. Let's go. This is the way we're supposed to be moving as a country. So let's move and let's get this done. And let's bless the people that can't bless themselves. Amen to that. That is about it for the Best of the Joe Show. Up next, a replay of a classic Florida Panthers game from earlier this season with Doug Plagans. And yeah, remember to take care of yourself and each other. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.